And welcome back in. It is Priority Talk, and we're glad to be here with you. On WXJC, Birmingham, Huntsville, all every part in between. Glad to have you along with us, and uh, we are excited to uh, talk a little uh, parenting today. That's winning at home. Uh, we're going to tackle the topics that confuse kids and scare parents with Dan Seaborn, of course, with Winning at Home, the president and founder. And uh, Dan, it is a, a real pleasure to have you on with us today, my friend. How are you? I'm good, Greg. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of, of your show today, Priority Talk. It's, it's going to be fun to chat with you a little bit about the topic we've talked about. But I should at least tell you, so we are connected through an organization there. There's a company in Huntsville called Ridgeview Industries, and we actually have one of our counselors on site at that corporation because their headquarters is in Michigan, which is where I'm from, but Huntsville has a plant and we have a connection through that. So when you said Huntsville, I'm like, oh, I know Huntsville well. I've been there many times. Absolutely. we got many listeners uh, in, in the Huntsville area. So uh, that's excellent. Maybe some of them uh, uh, are hearing this. That, that's great. Uh, well, tell us about Winning at Home. Uh, you guys support marriages and families and uh, you, you write and speak and uh, and counsel and all those kind of things. So just give folks the big picture of winning at home, and then we'll get into some of the issues. Okay. Well, we are an organization about 30 years old. I actually travel and speak. That's what I do for a living. So I'm not a counselor or a coach, but our organization has grown uh, because I would travel and speak, and I met a gentleman who was at one of the events I spoke at, and he said, man, you you really motivate people to want to do something with their life, you know, as a, as a speaker, as a pastor. But I just want to come behind you and begin to give people those next steps in terms of counseling. And so what we did was we blended the spiritual and the, and the clinical. And I think God has really used that. We've grown to about 50 people strong now with counselors and coaching. And our goal is just to give practical, simple, biblical insight for people as they are growing in their family life. And, um, you know, we, we've been just blessed. Before, before the COVID pandemic, I would say we had 120, 130 calls a month to our offices. But post-pandemic, we've just seen a drastic increase in anxiety, worry, fear, yeah. gender issues. And, you know, that has really just caused us to be almost double the calls we were pre-pandemic. So this book is an effort and an attempt to speak into that. Salem Communication actually asked me if I'd write this book. I've been through a lot of challenges in my own personal life with my children, and I think they knew some of that. Some of the people there knew that, and so I'm just trying to give some encouragement and insight to parents who might be dealing with some of these issues in the culture we're in today. Well, that's exactly some of the issues we want to hit. Uh, your new book, Winning at Home, is now available, and uh, we encourage you to look at winningathome.org. Uh, so let's let's get into some of these things and let's help some uh, some families that are out there today. And you, you mentioned right off uh, COVID, and uh, that leads to, of course, uh, mental health kind of issues now. Um, and you've got a whole chapter in the book about this issue. Uh, talk to us about uh, COVID and, and mental health where our kids are concerned. And you know, I, I deal with a lot of uh, teachers and uh, you know youth pastors and people like that, children's ministers and. Uh, it, it it's a game changer. Uh, th things are different than they were a couple of years ago. Really amazing, Greg, isn't it? I never would have dreamed that we would have gone through something like this that would have created the change. You know, I always thought it would be some, I don't know, th thing you would identify a little easier than a COVID pandemic. And yet you're right. What we've seen at our office 
and you know we're actually getting the phone calls on a daily basis so I don't have to go out and wonder what people are thinking our our administrative staff is taking those calls they're expressing to us great anxiety fear worry and one of the things that we've noticed is this it's more uh, filtering down we believe from what parents are dealing with because parents are dealing with great anxiety uh, you wake up in the morning Greg I don't know if you're like me but I wake up in the morning sometimes I read a headline and I go are we in an upside down world or what what's yeah. going on here well our children are picking up on that they're looking at us looking at the anxiety we may be expressing when we're talking to our friends when somebody's over at our house well that filters down to our kids and then when they go to school and they're inundated with thoughts and ideas that you know just are almost bizarre at times the kids themselves are feeling very anxious and struggling with all type of issues they're facing in their own life and what we're trying to do is say to them this is probably the new norm terrible to say that but I think for many of us we're going to continue to see an uptick in our office for calls you know Birmingham Huntsville is no different than Grand Rapids Michigan where I live there's just consistency in this and I've, I've done a lot of interviews about this book and two a person including you now Greg everybody said we see this uptick we see it's going on can you speak to it and so what we're trying to do is say to parents first of all understand your level of anxiousness your level of anxiety is going to be reflected in your children so work really hard to make sure that you yourself are grounded the first chapter of this book is finding our identity in in Christ finding our solid stance of, of our own life in the fact that God made us has a purpose for us. Any parent who lands there solidly is going to then give your child great guidance in their personal life because you're going to be living that example. If you're a parent who's anxious, if you're letting the political ups and downs of the day determine how you're doing that day, your children are going to pick up on that stuff. And so being solid, being sure as who you are as a parent is key in this whole thing. And then just understanding as you talk to your children, the difference between anxiety and depression, that's one of the things we talk with kids about a lot. Anxiety is more of a day-to-day -day thing, uh, happens in a moment, you can get anxious and then that passes. Right. Depression is more of a long-term thing that happens over periods of time dealing with anxiety. And so, you know, we want to make sure parents understand the difference between the two. You may have a kid who's anxious. They may not be depressed. They're just anxious. But that anxiety can lead to depression. And so we try to speak and give tips and ideas on how parents can cope with that. Well, you sure do. What are, just give us one or two things that maybe you say to a parent, uh, you know, if, if your kid's struggling uh, with these things and perhaps you're struggling with them as well. Uh, to give, maybe give them a thing or two not to do because I think a lot of times we uh, we just we do the wrong thing and then if we don't do that maybe we can do the right thing. Yeah, that's that's really good, Greg. I went to one of our key parents. I'm sorry, one of our key counselors, and I said, "Okay, Sarah, I'm out traveling across the country. If I if you gave me one tip mm -hmm. to tell the parents." what would it be? And she said, oh, Dan, that's so easy. And it caught me a little off guard. I'm like, what do you mean so easy? It sounds like a hard question to answer. She said, no, no, no. She said, I want you to tell parents that one of the key things they can do for their children in the time and the season we're in right now in our culture is let their kids talk to them, just be open, let them say whatever they need to say, 
and don't like keep your facial expression very calm make sure your body language is very calm she said it's so easy as a parent just to react or I don't like what you're saying here you need to do this and then it'll go away she said I can promise you one of the reasons teens and kids want to come back to me for a second session or help them with their issue is because I listen I may not always agree but I'm willing to listen and she said so even for parents with an anxious child, let's just say you're dealing with anxiety and you've got a 10-year-old. Let me give you some things that our counselors and coaches would say. Number one, um, understand they're dealing with real anxiety. We look at their life and we go, come on, it's not that big of a deal. But one of our um, child and adolescent therapists, she heads the whole division, she just wrote a book called Peanut Butter Pie. And she wrote it because she said, kids love peanut butter pie and I want them to memorize the little words peanut butter pie because the PBP stands for pause, breathe, and pray. So she said, if I can get a kid to remember peanut butter pie, I can get them to remember this. And parent, if you've got a 10-year-old, 7-year-old, sit them down if they're dealing with anxiety. And number one, pause. Just say to them, hey, let's sit down a minute. Let's talk a second here. You seem to be really anxious. It seems to really be really bothering you. Tell me why. Like, let them say it. Don't cut them off and try to tell them they shouldn't be thinking that way. Just let them finish and get it out. Because our counselors say just getting it out many times will solve a lot of these issues for a kid. Well, then I breathe. Love that. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Then, then breathe. You know, just, just let them say, take a couple deep breaths. And then tell them something in your life you're going through, you've dealt with. And one of the things you need to do is just stop and get perspective on this and then pray with your kid just that little little simple tip pause breathe pray that's a practical thing you can do with your kid today and then what our counselors say is as a parent if you train them in that then at school when that thing comes up or they're on the playground and something happens they can begin to internally go oh yeah I need to pause and breathe and pray. So that's a little tip that, you know, I'd say parents could pass on to their kids today that might be really helpful. Well, I love that because you're addressing the mind, the body, and the spirit when you do yes. that. And that's holistic, and that's that's really good. Uh, we are visiting with Dan Seaborn. His uh, book is Winning at Home, Tackling the Topics that Confuse Kids and Scare Parents. And uh, we want to uh, continue the conversation. And a couple of other issues we can get into, Dan. I want to take a break, but when we come back, Maybe we can, uh, we spent more time on that. Maybe we could split our time when we come back between maybe uh, gender issues and technology, because uh, I think both of those are uh, issues that scare parents, uh, no doubt about it. And so uh, let's talk about that when we come back, and we'll uh, encourage people to get the book as well. Winning at Home, Dan Seaborn, S-E-A-B-O-R-N. If you missed uh, some of this conversation and want to go back and listen to it in its entirety, it's there at Priority Talk Radio. Hang on for us, and we'll be right back. And we welcome you back in. It is Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you. And we are visiting with Dan Seaborn uh, with Winning at Home. And the uh, name of his book, uh, his latest, is Winning at Home, Tackling the Topics that Confuse Kids and Scare Parents. And uh, Dan, as a, as, a, you know, as a pastor like myself uh, and a former pastor, um, you know, these are issues uh, that we're talking about, uh, like mental health. And I want us to t talk briefly about gender and technology these are issues that are not being addressed in the church and especially from the pulpit probably is uh, as, as, as frequently and as uh, in-depth as they should be do you agree 
Oh, absolutely. First of all, Greg, thanks for allowing me to join you here on Priority Talk. And just, I love that pastoral heart that I can hear in you and appreciate the difference you're making and allowing me to join you today. But it's, it's just so true. The big C, church, if we want to use that phrase, it, it's, it's scary. Pastors are in a situation where, you know, if you address something like this from the pulpit, you're probably going to have a few people who, who want to leave the church. I have a pastor friend who tried to address this issue recently, had board members who got up, walked out, said, hey, if you're going to stand on that, we have kids who are dealing with that, so we're leaving this church. So, you know, pastors have a lot of anxiety and fear in this too. And as you know, many are actually walking away from, from the ministry because of all the stress of this pandemic and now this cultural issues are putting putting them through. And so, absolutely, our goal is to come along beside them is speak into some of these issues. That's what our goal is, is to say, hey, we'll tackle these tough topics and try to long, come along beside you, give yeah. a biblical perspective on it. So that's what we're trying well, to do. Well, and I think that's where your book would be so helpful, uh, not only to parents, but to pastors, and, and often those are the same people, uh, to, to, to give you a, a track to follow, an outline to follow to address these issues. Let's spend a couple of minutes each uh, on, the, on a couple of topics here. Let, let's talk about gender, because we're living in a world right now that is – uh, practically set up to confuse our kids when it comes to uh, to gender, and we are experiencing the fallout of that right now. It's the normalization of uh, gender confusion, um, and you address it in the book. So take a few minutes and, and address it with the parents that may be listening. Well, Greg, it sounds like me and you are a lot alike. We're realists. I, I live in the real world. I see what's going on. I see what uh, social media, I see what network media is pushing down our throats, and as I watch that, I go, okay, what's going to be the result of this? And I'm an old youth pastor, man. Yeah, so me too. I've me been, too. Yeah, yeah, we, we have that history of that. So we know what's going on among the students. In fact, the other day I stopped a 17-year-old girl and I just said to her, hey, I know her. And I said to her, how many of your kids, how many of your peers are struggling either with a gender issue or sexual identity or they're you know considering same-sex relationships? She said, uh... I'm at a Christian school, and probably seven, eight of my friends are, are doing that right mm-hmm. now. So that's what's going on. And parents, I, I've been saying this to parents, and I don't say it to scare you. That's why I wrote this book. I want you to be prepared for these conversations. In the culture we're in right now, if your child doesn't come to you and bring up some topic that makes you feel anxious or worried, I'm telling you, you're not in the norm. It, it is going to be common conversation yeah. For parents, even Christian parents, to have conversation with their kids that they don't want to have. Yep. And that's one of the goals of this book is to help prepare you for it. Because, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a twist on the whole thing. If you're a parent today and your child comes to you and brings up gender identity and says, I'm really struggling with this, first of all I wanna say to you as a parent, good job. You must have done something in your relationship with your child that they feel comfortable coming and having this conversation with right. you. So my my hat's off to you. So so many parents don't want to have this conversation. I get that. But if your kid comes and tells you that, then you need to know you must have done something well. And then secondly, and this is again, one of our teen counselors told me, tell parents this. Look, when your kid comes and says something about same sex or gender identity, and they bring this up to you, don't run down the rabbit trail that your mind wants to run down when they first tell you this. Let them tell you what it means to them. Say, ask probing questions. Where's this coming from? 
What's making you feel this way? Why are you thinking you might be one that's wanting to go into this process or think about maybe same-sex relationship? What What's creating this in you? Because it's coming from somewhere. And right. it's very important as a parent to have done a little research, done a little background check on what what is it kids are really facing, and then what's the terminology mean? They're, they're probably going to bring up words like cisgender, different things that you don't even know what it means. So do your homework as a parent so that you can have this conversation intellectually and then guide them, like I said in the beginning of this interview, guide them to your foundation. Just say to them, oh man, I'll tell you this about myself. If I didn't find my identity in the Lord first, oh, I'd be, I would be confused and uncertain of everything about my life. Yep. And so just, just talk honestly with your kid and have those frank conversations about where they're getting their information. And then again, as a parent, guess what? You're not trying to get into an argument with your kid. Your goal as a parent is not to be their best friend. Your goal is to guide them toward foundational truth for the long term. And that's why as you point them to what the Word of God says, and in this book, we're very careful to point out what God's Word says. We're, we're foundational believers in biblical truth. And as you, as a parent, express that to your child, guess what? Like it or not, they get to make the decision what they're going to do with their life. Your goal is to guide them in the best possible decisions. And Greg, for me, you know, I've had a wayward child. Hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. Almost walked away from a ministry of 30 years. But God, through it, showed me his power, his awesomeness, his ability to help me when I didn't want to take those phone calls and I didn't want to hear that stuff. So I'm just encouraged some parent listening today who's in the throes of it. You are in the bottom of the barrel right now. I just got to tell you this. It was in the bottom of the barrel that the Lord redeemed my relationship with my daughter, helped me turn these things around and he showed me some things about trusting him even when I had zero control. So oh, parents, being prepared and, and getting yourself ready for what's coming, because Greg, me and you are youth pastors. I can tell you, I can promise you when I was a youth pastor, if you had told me I would go through what I was gonna go through with my kids as they reach the adult age, I would have said to you, no way, I'm an awesome dad. I wanna experience this stuff. And here I sit talking to you on this mic, uh, broken, hurting, realizing that all I was as a parent was a broken person raising more broken people. And I need the Lord God Almighty to get that thing straightened out, and I have to put my trust fully in Him. Well, that that's very uh, hopeful uh, for some parents out there who are at the bottom, as you said. Dan Seaborn is our guest, winningathome.org, his book, Winning at Home, Tackling the Topics that Confuse Kids and Scare Parents. It's a good one. You guys know we wouldn't have him on if it wasn't. The book is solid. Uh, we're, we're, we're singing off the same uh, songbook, uh, everything mm. you're saying. I'm right there with you. Let's talk about technology real quick because uh, that's something that uh, there's a lot out there, cyberbullying, uh, sexting. There's a lot of things out there to scare. But uh, you talk about how to see technology as a positive in parenting rather than a negative. Yeah, I think that we need to be honest with ourselves and just realize we know so little about this because we didn't grow up with it. You know, it, mm -hmm. it's scary sometimes as a parent to go, well, I, you know, I don't want to deal with that. You would laugh, Greg. My son was speaking the other day and some dude stood up in the middle of his speech about, about technology. This parent stood up and pulled a phone out of his back pocket and he yelled at my son. He said, this thing is the devil. And somebody <laughs> sitting beside him said, and you carry it around in your back pocket? I wow. mean, it was just, it was almost humorous because it's so easy to look at our kids and go, why would you do this? Well, guess what? 
You know, uh, kids are on a screen seven hours a day, average adult nine hours a day. So it's just our world. It's just where we are. And I believe, again, the, the parent who is able to navigate this and say, I'm going to seek to have wise counsel with other people. I'm going to do my background homework check. I'm going to make sure I know what I'm talking about when I talk to my kid. And then I'm going to tell them and guide them and teach them the truths of this. Because here in Michigan, hey, here in Michigan, the sexting thing, if you do that, you need to know you can have long-term uh, charges against sure. you as a person, and so most kids. I mean, they don't Greg, even know. On. I go, what? They don't even know. Don't even know. But if I go back to sixteen, Greg, and you put one of these phones in my hand, I'm just going to tell you, you got trouble. Okay. <laughs> so as a parent, I want to communicate to you there are some things you just need to know that are truths that are true about whatever your state rules and regulations are. Know those sort of things. Share them with your kids. Yes, I understand they're young. I understand they don't see all the consequences of their decision. But again, your responsibility as a parent is to give them that kind of knowledge and guidance. And then do the research, and we do some of it for you in the book. Show them some of the positives. Help them understand, wow, this tool can be used greatly for the purposes God has for you in life. And they may not see that today, but hopefully they're going to see it in the long term. And as a parent, like I said already, uh, being knowledgeable yourself in these areas is just key and is critical. Yeah, well, I think the key here is, you you know, you got to be knowledgeable and you got to have the conversations. And so many of us aren't. We're, uh, We're being reactive instead of being proactive. And totally. uh, as a parent, you can't just sit back and wait on it to show up. You you got to get ahead of this thing, and uh, and have those. And, and and it is possible to navigate these. It is possible for your kids to navigate them without <laughs> uh, ruining their lives or uh, or you know their minds. You can do it, but uh, it takes work. It's not easy, and it's not going to happen automatically. Uh, lastly, you talked in the book for for some parents maybe in a little different phase. Uh, and we just got literally, Dan, just maybe about two two to three minutes. Um, you okay. talk about bless and release, launching your child into adulthood. Uh, give us just a minute or two on that. Well, my father did not do that. You know, I was called to lead this ministry called Winning at Home. I came out of accounting, and my dad fought me really hard on that. And because of that, uh, it was very painful. He never really wanted me to move, never really wanted me to go outside the boundary that he thought, he thought was best for me and his control zone. And so for me, one of the things I wanted to give my four now adult children was the freedom to go do what God called them to do. And now my adult children will say to me, Dad, one of the greatest gifts you gave to me was when you set me down at 18, 19 and said, I don't know what the Lord has for you. I'm not sure where it's going to exist or be or what purpose he's going to have for your life but I will fully support it and I will come along beside you and I'll pray for you every day. And you know, my, my adult children now tell me that that was one of the greatest things that I gave them. And I gave it to them because I didn't get it myself, which is so true most times in parenting. But I just want you to understand today as parents, your goal is not to train your children up to follow in your footsteps or to do what you feel they're called to do. Your, fo- your goal is to help them follow in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, we are God's handiwork. Your kid is God's handiwork, created for his purpose. So your prayer and your goal is to guide them in that. You need to continue to trust that God has a plan and he has a pattern set forth of them way better than the one you're trying to set up. So just make sure you do not use money, do not use power, do not use the control you have over them to try to navigate and steer their life. Give them good guidance and then release them to fulfill the purposes 
that the Lord has for them, and it might well, be far greater than any purpose you could Well, that is great advice. Uh, Dan Seaborn, his book is Winning at Home, winningathome.org. Books available everywhere, tackling the topics that confuse kids and scare parents. And uh, Dan, if you ever make it uh, through Alabama, be sure and uh, look us up. We'd love to meet up with you, have you here in studio with us. It would be great. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Bless you.